Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 411 from 406. My name is Chewy, and I am joined once again by my brother from another mother, Mr. Pip. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing great, man. What's up, Mandinga? How are things going? <laughs> it's uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, we I know I apologize. We I know we tried to record last week, and just like shit got in the way, and so I that was me. That was you. all me. I was running yeah. on fumes and and low sleep because i was at a concert the night before and i just couldn't keep my eyes open so i apologize for that but that's oh, that no was worries. the reason we didn't record no worries what uh who, who'd you see then you've been, so, you've been going to a bunch of shows haven't you i've got a couple under the belt concert season has started kind of early i saw let's see last month in january i saw big head todd and the monsters which is one of my favorite bands of all time you and i've seen them yep. together at the we house have. of blues in cleveland yep and as it stands right now, if I'm looking at my uh, nerdy concert spreadsheet, they are the band that I've seen the absolute most. I've seen them 18 times at this point. Wow. So that's crazy. That, that That's above and beyond, you know, Sammy and Jimmy Buffett and Dave Matthews and, and a whole bunch of other bands. So, yeah, they've just kind of become one of my one of my favorites to visit on the road. I, I very rarely miss a show. I would have seen them an extra time last year if I hadn't waited too long and the show sold out, which I didn't expect to happen for that. Okay. But now is that are they again, I have seen them with you, but I can't say that they're like one of my favorites. Is that is like what sort of venues are they playing? Like we saw them in a relatively small venue, House of Blues. What's that? I don't know, two thousand seats. Is that is that a hard ticket to get? Are they like are they a hard band to get? No, not at all. Not usually, no. I should say. So, yeah, normally I'd say that the venue that I've probably seen them at the most is a venue called the Vogue, which is in Broad Ripple okay. here in Indianapolis. It's a it's a small club, you know. It seats probably, geez, I don't know, between a thousand two thousand people. It's not very okay. big, but yeah, so we saw them at the House of Blues. I've I've seen them at a, a couple festivals. The so usually not. Last year they played this thing called Rock the Ruins in Indianapolis, which is this new kind of concert series. We'll call it. There's a, a small venue at a park in downtown Indianapolis, and they just have like a, a series of concerts there for about two straight weeks. Like almost every night has a different show. Last year, Blues Traveler came with Big Head Todd and the Monsters. So they did a double oh, nice. bill. I think that's why it sold out because it's it's not a huge, it's an outdoor venue, right? It's just this yeah. big park. There's no overhead seating or anything like that. So uh, I just, I, I slept on it because I honestly didn't think there was any chance that they would sell sure. out and they did. And I got real pissed and FOMO'd and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> last month I saw them at this really beautiful venue in Carmel called the Palladium which is a, it's it's built for music it's it's built for like concerts and and um, orchestras and things like that so it's very acoustically sound it is an absolutely gorgeous venue and they said on stage it was the nicest venue that they've ever played in really? their entire lives is they, that they, is, is that where we saw um sammy hagar on the like marching to mars tour 
No, that was the Murat. That was the uh, was it okay? Yeah, that was the theater in the Murat. So that was a little bit different. Okay. This place in Carmel is relatively new. I've only ever seen one other show there. It was ironically, it was Weird Al, uh, which was a great show. That nice. was the one that I met him and uh, had a meet and greet with him, which was really fun. But yeah, so Big Ed Todd was great. Love that show. And then last week, the reason for my canceling our podcast date was um, I went to go see a band that has been on my list for a very long time one that just put out a new album and I was very excited to hear some of these songs live. And it was the band extreme with uh, Gary Sharon and Nuno Betancourt, you know, the more than words guys, as I'm sure more, most people yeah. know them, which is a very unfair categorization for them to lug around because they're an amazing band. They really are. They sounded so good. They played, so many really great songs. They played seven songs off their new album, which is crazy. Like you don't, wow. you know, bands that are that old that are from that genre, you wouldn't really think are playing much, if anything, from any new material. And they went out there and they just, they killed it. They crushed it with a bunch of new songs. They played a bunch of old songs. Nuno Betancourt is a disciple of Eddie Van Halen, if you will. Like they were friends and they knew each other. And so there were multiple times on stage where he played a little bit of Eruption. He played women in love. He played a couple of Van Halen licks and, and that was just amazing. And of course, Gary Sharon was in Van Halen for a very short period of time. He was the lead singer after Sammy got booted. And so there's a lot of Van Halen connectivity there at that show. And, and my favorite part of the entire show is after the very last song, you know, they were walking around stage after they were taking their bows and they were waving to everybody and kind of back and forth uh, across the stage. And, and the crowd had started to thin out, so I got up a little closer, and Nuno came over to my side of the stage, and I gave him the Van Halen symbol, right? The the I love you thing with the yeah. conjoined, whatever, from OE812. And I gave it to him, and he pointed right at me, and he gave me a big thumbs up, and he waved at me. And I was just oh, that's on awesome. cloud nine. I'm like, ah, oh, Nuno, uh, you know, he acknowledged me, and he, he acknowledged Van Halen, and it was just, it was a fantastic show. I was so hoarse by the end of it. That's awesome. And that's it was awesome. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So when I know Gary Sharon was in Van Halen, I guess I didn't realize that Nuno had anything to do with Van Halen. Oh, he didn't have anything to do with him. They were, he was just friends with Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Gotcha. And, okay. and, and obviously if you listen to any of extremes, heavier stuff, it is incredibly influenced by Van Halen. You can hear yeah. a lot of that because he doesn't it's, go it, into yeah. a lot of effects. He just cranks the volume and, and plays. Mm -hmm. He's a tone chaser like Eddie Van Halen was, and there's not a lot to it. But technically, his guitar playing is just otherworldly. It is just, it's amazing how clean it is. Yeah, it's funny. I, I remember when, I mean, you mentioned the, you know, the, the more than words guys. And I think you're right that like most, most people probably know them by that. I remember the first couple extreme albums and like, that's, they're, they're hard. They're like a hard yeah. rock band or they were back then. I, I sure. don't know what they're playing these days. And I remember like that, like that song was great, but it was just so out of left field for them. It was, it was just very strange. And, yeah. I, and I don't even remember anything like that on their other albums either. Not, no, maybe, nothing maybe. was really that slow and acoustic. I mean, they've had some ballads cause they, they kind of fit into that genre where it wasn't uncommon for bands to put out a rock album and have two or three hour ballad type Ballady, songs yeah, on okay. there. But like they, there's a song called Play With Me from the very first album, which is a which is just a school of guitar rock. I mean, it's just it's it is so amazing and it's really good. So they played that 
they played if you remember when they came out with this new album i think i sent you like a youtube video of of the first single that they released and it's a really oh, really that's great right. song you did yes. and they ended the show with that song which is crazy oh, wow. to think that you know they do have some hits maybe not anything super popular or super recent but you know they actually ended the show with that song and it's got a really incredible guitar solo in it and it's just it's phenomenal i can't say enough good things about extreme i really think that more people should uh, go go see them play because they're really good and and living color opened up for them which was really great i sent you a video of them playing yes. uh cult of personality and i said it's clobbering time and you know a little uh a little wrestling reference there always goes a long way so yeah i mean and and this is just the tip of the iceberg for for my concerts i've got a handful of them on tap uh as i mentioned i think to you last week or, or sorry the last time we talked uh, before we started the podcast, I'm coming out your way to see the Rolling Stones this summer. Uh, Sammy Hagar's coming back, so I'll get to see him for the 17th time in uh, at Deer Creek. Aerosmith is a, if they ever get off their asses and reschedule their tour that they canceled last year, their their alleged final tour. Uh, we'll be seeing them. Dave Matthews, I think Lord wants to go see Train at Ario Speedwagon, so I'm like, sure, why not? That'd be fun. ZZ Top stuff like that. So yeah, I got a couple. That's more. awesome. That that and there are more that are being announced. So hopefully That's all, some more pop yeah. in there. So so we had we had some big concert news in Cleveland not too terribly long ago. So like the city of Cleveland makes this very kind of veiled, like uh, hush hush Facebook post, and they're like, Hey, we're announcing this big, you know, this big concert this summer. And so the actually they did a good job. Like it, you know, they stirred up a bunch of buzz and it was like, oh my God, who's it gonna be? Is it, you know, is it gonna be Taylor Swift? Is it gonna be you know, this, that, and the other thing? And it's and so they're gonna play at Cleveland Brown Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, which is the biggest, you know, the biggest venue that we have in Cleveland, at least. And it's gonna be Billy Joel and Rod Stewart, which I thought was like a mm. an interesting, like they've never played together before. Okay. I've seen Billy Joel a handful of times. I don't really here to see Rod Stewart. I don't know. I just, to me, I was kind of let down based on like the, all the hubbub that they had created. I don't know. Does that, does that get your like musical juices flowing Rod Stewart and Billy Joel nah. in 2024? I generally speaking, it probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm unpopular opinion. I'm not a big Billy Joel fan. I don't dislike okay. him. I don't, well, I would actively turn a handful of his songs, some of the 80s stuff. It just, I think I got so inundated with it, you know, back in the day that sure. I could go the rest of my life without hearing Uptown Girl again. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really break the bank to go to see him live. I would actually probably see Rod Stewart before I would see Billy Joel, just because Rod Stewart kind of goes a little bit further back to the classic rock days when he was with the faces and, and Maggie May and all this stuff. So like he had some good songs. I don't really care for most of his 80s stuff. It's a little schlocky for me. And that's saying a lot because I like a lot of schlock. But <laughs> Lauren has actually seen Rod Stewart in concert and she really liked it. So I, I feel like it could okay. be a decent show, but that's more like one. I would see at the house of blues before I would go to Cleveland Brown stadium. Like that's a huge venue for that act. I mean, Billy Joel is clearly the one I, I assume he's headlining. It's not a double bill, right? Like, uh, they, I, I mean, they've, they've got it listed as Billy Joel and Rod Stewart. It, okay. Is the way Maybe it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll I'm, trade I'm just, off or do different things. Like Billy Joel told toured with 
Elton John, you know, many years and they yeah. did a thing where they would swap out, you know, who would open, who would close and things like that. So maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking here, um, you know, like upper level tickets, 170, $180 a piece for upper level. Oh, well, um, I'm ashamed to admit this and you can judge all you want. Cause I know you're not a Rolling Stones fan, but yeah. I, I got the very front row to the very upper level for yeah. 300 bucks. It Did was, you, yeah, but that's the Rolling Stones. I mean, that's true. I mean, it's not, a lot of money, not, but it's, it's worth it. And it's, it's easy to assume this will be the last time I ever oh, get a chance be, to right? see them. I mean, I mean, two of the guys are literally 80 years old, like not an exaggeration. They are that's 80. crazy. So that's the crazy. fact that they're even breathing, <laughs> let alone touring is a miracle for sure. Again, the, the and I think we've even talked about it on the pod, I, the stones are not my favorite by any stretch, but like in my mind, like even me, I can say, when you're talking about the Rolling Stones, like they're in the upper echelon of, you know what I mean? Like of, of all time greats. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't put Billy Joel and Rod Stewart in that same category. And I realize that there are some people that might, but. Yeah. Well, and I totally get yeah. that. But, well, but what about you? I mean, uh, any chance to see you at a concert anytime this summer? What is your, uh, like are, anything you're on the, the lookout for or something you might get suckered into? Probably not only because my summer is so just like crazy busy with baseball and travel baseball and, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, there's, there's a handful of bands that I would go see, but like, I would probably go see them at, you know, the, uh, probably the biggest venue that I would probably go see would be at, um, at blossom, which is kind of like deer Creek. It's the outdoor, you know, amphitheater, you know, we, we actually have in Twinsburg here, we have a, a small amphitheater that we have a concert series come through and we actually bring like cover bands through and, you know, like super high end, like, you know, from the lawn, you can't tell the difference cover bands. Right. Yeah. And we went to it. We went to a queen cover band last year. That was, I mean, this dude did Freddie Mercury. Like, I mean, it was amazing and they were really, really good. And that's like, that's the kind of venue that I like, like the older I get, the less I like people, you know? Sure, sure, and sure. I mean, just, just, you know, I mean, I don't know in that venue, there's probably only 2000 people and it's outside, which is nice. I think the last concert I went to was when my brother and I went to go see the final Genesis, Genesis tour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was great to see Genesis. It was really sad to see Phil Collins sitting there the entire show, the, the stand, I think, I don't know. We might've talked about this too. The standout of that show for me was Phil Collins son, who was the drummer. He was phenomenal. I mean, he was an absolutely amazing drummer. That's cool. Absolutely amazing. You know, I don't know. There's there's a couple other bands that I might that I might, you know, I would go see probably if Chicken Foot were to tour, I'd probably go see them. If James Taylor were to come through, I'd go see him. Well, it just so happens on July 29th at Blossom Music Center, it will be Sammy Hagar on the Best of All Worlds tour with Joe Satriani playing guitar, Michael Anthony (laughs) playing bass. Well, I might try to come join you. Like if you, if you want okay. to, I can, I can, I don't think any work people listen to this, but I can try to plan a work trip, a work <laughs> excuse to come out to Cleveland and spend some time out there. It's on a Monday. What day of the week is that? It's a Monday. So it's not super ideal, but like I can drive out on a Monday and make that work. 
So all right, we might yeah actually and and I'll tell you what if it's on a Monday I don't have any travel baseball plans because all those all those tournaments are Thursday through Sunday. Well, so. lawn seats are about forty bucks, and I doubt they'll sell out. So we got a lot of time to work, you know, work out okay. a plan if we want to okay. do that. And speaking of fun. Sammy Hagar, you recently connected with one of our uh, friends in Van Halen, if you will. I did uh, a former roommate of ours. Tell me a little bit about that. I did. I we did. haven't really it, talked it is, about it. No, we did. Yeah. So so yeah. It's it's not often that I chat with any other four hundred sixers other than you. So yeah, Jeff Tyler called me, actually reached out to me on Facebook Messenger one, like a Tuesday. And he was like, hey, how how far are you from Kent State University? And I was like, well, I'm about 20 minutes from there. That's, my, that's where my wife went to school. And he was going to be in town. He was in town that Thursday and Friday, Thursday night, Friday, for he was recruiting for his work. And so he was like, Hey, you know, by chance, can you get, you know, can you get away? Ironically crew actually had baseball practice on the campus of Kent state university that night on Thursday night. And I was like, Holy shit, I'm actually going to be there. And so Jeff came out and met me and we went to, of all places, we went to B dubs and just kind (laughs) of, just kind of hung out. And then he actually, he was actually staying in streetsboro, which is even closer to my house in Twinsburg. And so I brought him back from B-dubs and then we actually went up to El Chile Bravo and met with the guy, that little Mexican joint that we go to and he, we hung out. It was awesome. God, it was so good to see him. I haven't, I haven't seen him face to face since I, since I graduated. So 20, what, 25 years. Yeah. I haven't seen him in 25 years. Yeah. That's cool. You know, luckily with the, you know, the advent of social media, you know, you're, you're able to kind of keep up with people. But uh, it was awesome. We got to we got to hang out for, you know, the evening and have a couple beers and have a couple shots and have a couple more beers and just reminisce. And it was it was really it was um, it was very cathartic. It was really, really good to see him. It was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, it, yeah. it was it took all I had to not jump in the car and drive five hours and join you guys yeah. for a drink or two because that would have been super fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him too, unfortunately, too long, but we have reconnected a bit. I've had a chance to talk to him on the phone a couple of times. He told me about a recent uh, concert that he went to. He went to go see Jacko Pierce. I know he probably told you that story. In fact, I uh, told you to ask him to tell you that story because it's a, it's a pretty good one. And he's one of probably the only other people outside of you and I who know who Jacko Pierce is yeah. and probably loves them just as much. And, uh, and that's really cool too. And actually the first, is it the only, I, I have to really think back now, but I think the first and only time I've ever seen Jacko Pierce was with him. It was in Chicago. Oh, is that right? lived in Chicago and we met Carrie Pierce that night and we got pictures with him. So I've got a picture of me and Jeff and Carrie and he signed a set list, which I think Jack, Jeff took the set list, but I think I got like a Xerox copy of it or something with a oh, signature. Did you okay. Or, or, so I don't remember how it all worked out, but yeah, it was a really fun time and it was a really great show. And yeah, he's, he's a great guy. It's, it was, it's awesome to get back in touch with him. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the story that he has about Jacko Pierce. So to make a very long story short, and I only heard it once and I was half drunk. He, I, I guess they were at a, uh, an all, like an all seat, like, it was a venue where everybody was sitting down and they could actually beforehand, they could send in requests and he, he sent in a request and he effectively told 
Jacko Pierce to Rick roll, Rick roll the, the, the crowd. And mm-hmm. long story short, they did. Uh, he got to embarrass the hell out of his daughter, who was at the same age as as when Jeff became a, a big Jacko Pierce fan. I'm, I'm not doing the story justice. It was awesome. Um, and he actually showed me the video of it, which was super. I don't know if you ever seen the video. It's super cool. So yeah, it was it was great. It was great to see Jeff. I I told him, and I and I truly mean this. Like I have to make sure that it's not 25 years before I see him again. Um, I do have to give him massive congratulations. His Chiefs. He lives in in, uh, in Kansas City now. His Chiefs won an amazing Super Bowl. An absolutely amazing game. Uh, I, I will admit I was rooting against his Chiefs, but it was so a great, was I. <laughs> it, it was it was a re, it was a really good game. Um, I don't really feel like going into like a, a Super Bowl recap or anything, but it was just it, you know when when uh, when you're a Cleveland fan, you know, and you can never root for your team, all you hope for is a good game, and I absolutely got one. So yeah, yeah, I agree. That was it definitely was a good game, and I'm sure he was psyched about that. I haven't talked about I haven't talked with him since, but. I guarantee he was over the moon about that as he has been. He's had a lot of chances to be really excited yeah. about the chiefs in the, the past yeah, couple of years. So, and Hey, you know, this, this podcast is called the four one one from four Oh six. He lived yes, in four Oh six. Maybe we just need to ask him to join us on one of these zooms and have a conversation with us. You know what? I'll, I'll bet he would do it. I'll all bet right. he would. That'd be fun. That'd well, be fun. First of all, let's get him to listen to this episode and see if we can seduce him into coming on and having a there drink and, reminiscing a little bit that'd be good make it happen make it happen jeff you're always you're always welcome (laughs) so what else what else do we have i I know we've got other stuff here well i mean dude we've got all sorts of it's it's wrestlemania season the rumble is behind us our our three fans are going to groan because we're going to talk about wrestling again but it's really hard not to right now because there is some shit going on it's really really interesting yeah. and i don't even know where to start because you and i haven't really talked wrestling in depth since since the rumble right i mean no not, we really, really haven't no we haven't we haven't have we podcasted since then i'm not even sure i don't believe um, so let me let me take a look i i don't know that we have um let's take a look here real quick podcast so in episode 86 we did uh movie soundtracks episode 85 we was that kind of like bonus episode after 84 84 we really talked about the the mcu and it was kind of uh, kind of our uh mm-hmm. meh feelings so no i don't i don't know that we did i don't know that we even talked after the rumble yeah without recapping the rumble obviously yes. the the big news from that outcome was that Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. Yes. We can just sort of summarize everything yep. there. And it's it's probably worth also noting that him and CM Punk were the last two in the ring for yep. that particular match. Punk had a legit real-life shoot injury where he yep. fucked up his tricep. Tore his tricep. Yeah, yeah. tore his tricep off the bone. And, yep. and, you know, there's some rumors going around, like, was he supposed to win the Royal Rumble? Maybe he was, and we just don't know it because they pivoted while they were in the ring. Not sure, yeah. but I don't think so. If you remember, I, I actually, I'll brag about this, I called Cody being the winner before the match ever happened because yeah. I, I still think very strongly they're positioning him to take the title off of Roman. Um, but what do you think, I guess, before we start talking about what's happened since, what do you think about Cody winning the Rumble and and them setting this up for him to go uh, Rocky two against Roman? Right. Yeah, I uh, talk about a, a amazing pun, Rocky two. Um, we'll get we'll oh. get to that. Oh, um, yeah. I, 
I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do not think Punk was scheduled to win the Rumble. I think Cody was always scheduled to win the Rumble. And I like it. I like it a lot. I thought for sure he was going to beat Roman last year. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I like, like wagered heavily. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I think we all did. I think we all we all bet on I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure we all bet on Cody to win the Rumble. Or I'm sorry, to beat Roman. I would think a year later I probably would bet even more if I had more to bet. Um <laughs> right? Um <Yes>. but <laughs> and the only but is and and we can go back and and talk about this. I've been saying for several years now that I that the the only way that I really see the end of the bloodline which is effectively the end of the Roman Reigns story coming to an end is with the rock. I've been saying that for years now. Sure. That's that and that's that's like the monkey wrench that is thrown into Cody Rhodes finishing his story and and then now we've gotten several other monkey wrenches since then. I still think Cody Rhodes is going to win that match and walk out of WrestleMania as the, as the, I think he's going to be the one to beat Roman. And he, and here's why I think that again, right now on February 15th, 2024, lots could change. The only reason that I have pause is they keep talking about the length of Roman's title reign, right? You know, and he's, and he's coming up on Hulk, you know, they're, they're starting to talk and, starting to actually recognize Hulk Hogan's reign and, and all these other reigns. The reality is though, he's never going to get the, the record for the longest reign. Ever. You don't think so? Cause it's like, no, cause it's like eight years. It's Bruno San Martino. It's like, there's no way. Oh, they're sweeping that one under the rug then. Cause they uh, haven't they, mentioned they Bruno at all. They are. I mean, he, he, like if he, if he wins at mania, he, he would get to Hogan but I'm pretty sure like Bob Backlund had it longer than that. And then there's, and then there's a, a, so I just don't think he's ever going to get there, especially since like you, you always hear these rumblings about how he's kind of winding down his career. And I don't know if that's because of his leukemia, if that's because he wants to go on to because, you know, be, be the suit, the, the movie star. Um, but I mean, fuck, he's only wrestled what six times the last year or something like that. Six or eight right. times. I mean, he's like, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see them continuing that story for another couple of years. Oh, they can't, um, they can't, it would be they, they fucking can't. terrible. Yeah. It would, people would be so upset. I yeah. mean, they have enough talent in the company to well, distract from that, but you're, you're completely devaluing the title. If well, it's owned by somebody who never defends it. Right. Right. And so, yeah. And, and now, especially with, and again, we're going to get there, but especially with all the changes at the top of the WWE from a storytelling perspective, I, I, I'm of the opinion that the, we'll call it the new guard, I think doesn't, even if the old guard want to do that story, I don't think the new guard does. And we'll, we'll set that aside for the time being, because I'm sure we're going to talk about the, you know, thousand pound elephant in the room. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I gotta think that, on night two of WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes is holding that title over a defeated Roman Reigns. I, I just, I just can't see it happening any other way. Now I said the same thing last year and I was dead wrong. So who knows? Yeah, right. I, I, but I agree this in this time, I mean, spoiler alert 
I'll, I'll for our confidence pool, I'll put the most points on this yeah. match. I really yeah. do think it's going to go that way because they, the crowd has put Cody over so incredibly intensely at this point. It's, it's just, it's clear to me. All right. So let's, let's just kind of get into this whole rock thing. So the rock comes back, the rock has been teased to have a match with Roman Reigns. I mean, they had the fucking posters printed at this point Yep. and the crowd doesn't want it. And it's fascinating to me. That on Raw, was it last week or maybe two weeks ago, the crowd is chanting Rocky sucks. And and Mm -hmm. we haven't heard that since he was a heel. And I fully believe 100% that they, after, eh, maybe not after the Rumble, maybe before the Rumble or well before, they had intentions to line the Rock up with Roman at WrestleMania. You know, the biggest match at the biggest event, you know, the 40th anniversary of, of this this thing that has been just a juggernaut over the years, but the crowd is not letting it happen and they are really pushing for Cody. So, you know, I, it's, it's crazy because I don't. And then of course these injuries with punk and Rollins, like it's, it's not real clear on where everything could go, but I do think that they're going to work the rock back into this story somehow, because right now it's, you know, they're saying, Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. Well, what the fuck? What's what's The Rock going to do? He's absolutely going to be added to this match. At the very least, it's going to be a triple threat match. It has to be. But they haven't filled in the gaps yet as to why he's beefing with Roman. So, like, yeah. they kind of started down that route. And then they kind of pivoted because they actually, I mean, they're, and another thing that that is is kind of a big focal point of this conversation, they're turning Rock heel which is crazy. He came back and and everybody was cheering him and everybody loved him. And when he said he wanted to fight Roman, that's great. Everyone was over the moon, but then they realized, well, we want Cody. We still want Cody to finish this story as it is. And, and now they've got this situation. It's like, well, now what happens? Yeah. So, so the other, the other kind of wrinkle to this and it's, and it's more than a wrinkle is so since we last, I think since we last recorded, the god there's so much going on in wrestling the wwe has sold the rights to monday night raw to netflix Mm -hmm. to the tune of what five billion dollars is it just raw or was it raw and smackdown too well i think it was ultimately i think it's going to be like the the catalog smackdown like I think it was every, but to the tune of five, five billion, five hundred, no, five billion. It, it was it's something a shit ton of money, astronomical, which is sweet because yeah. that means I get to cancel Peacock as soon as that shit gets moved. Yes, <laughs> it's the only um, reason I still have it. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was it was a massive, massive deal. As part of that, or ancillary to that. The Rock is now a board member of mm-hmm. TKO, which is the parent company of both the WWE and the UFC. So, th- so this is where you're getting all of this money from. I mean, massive, massive amounts of money. And so that's the yeah, $5 billion over a 10-year period 
to make net Netflix the home for Raw in the United States, Canada, Latin America, and the UK. Outside of the US, Netflix will also be the home of SmackDown, NXT, and pay-per-views, including mainstreams like WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. So I'm guessing, I'm not sure where inside the USA pay-per-views are going to stick. It says Raw's current deal rawing on the USA network until October 2024. WWE's deal with Peacocks isn't set to expire until 2026. So if I had to guess, maybe you're going to get, you're still going to get like pay-per-views on Peacock until yeah. 20, I, yeah, I'm not sure how that is. Raw is not on Peacock. So it's right. Right. It's not going to change. So, that. so yeah, but you're, but you're right. So one, the, the day after the rumble is it the day after or the week after um, must've been the week after Cody Rhodes comes out and he says, comes to the ring and he tells Roman that effectively he's giving up his spot for WrestleMania. I, I want that title. I want to finish the story, but I'm not going to do it now. I'm not going to do it this year. He says, I've consulted with some friends and blah, blah, blah. And out comes the rock. And this is where this is the first time the rock has been back in a while. And this is where you get the stare down between rock and Roman. Now this is before shit went sideways. This yeah. is to your point. I think this is when they were full, 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 you know, whole hog rock Roman was, you know, night two at WrestleMania. Right. And also and, uh, about the same time that they, so uh, I can't remember. Was this before Rollins and, Punk got hurt, or maybe no, no, after Punk got hurt. No, because Punk got hurt in the Rumble. Well, that's okay. So yeah, that's true. He got hurt in the Rumble, but I think they were continuing that what they were planning to do. Maybe not knowing exactly what his condition right. was at that time, because yeah. I think Cody was going to go against Punk um, at at WrestleMania. I don't think Cody was originally. I you know, let's say the beginning of 2024, end of 2023. I don't think he was the guy. I don't think they were planning on doing that. I think they were going to do Rock Roman as the main event for WrestleMania 40, and they were going to give Cody something else to do. Maybe they were going to get back to Cody, you know, take the title off of yeah. Roman, but they, I don't think they, they clearly pivoted at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think they did. And, and so then they came out at a, there was a, um, I think it was last Thursday, mm -hmm. they had a WrestleMania, what do they call it? A press conference where it wasn't a press conference, yeah. it was an event. Yeah, basically. And that's where The Rock came out and effectively turned heel, slapped Cody Rhodes across the face. They did, they started the whole bloodline. They showed the, the you know, the whole family tree, the whole nine yards. But I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that was a pivot to put Cody back in that main event, I think was a pivot. I, I'm not sure what you do with Rock, though. I don't know if it's a three way. I don't know if you do like a tag team match on night one and then you do the main event on night two. That's really fucking boring in my opinion, but yeah, that's too much. I, I almost thought they would put the tag team in Perth maybe and have it like, you know, for the elimination I, chamber, which is coming up, but I that's agree. too soon. I think to do that. I agree. And I've also, I was reading the other day that Roman rock Rollins and punk. None of them are going to Perth. 
So they're not even going to be there. Well, Rollins is still hurt. I, I do. Right. I, I don't think I don't think that Punk is hurt. Yeah, I don't think that's a work. I think Rollins is really hurt. But I also oh, I think, do is, think yeah. that Rollins will be at WrestleMania. And I think he will fight. So I, I think they're saving him for that, which means that they can't do a tag team match prior to Mania. Like they they just it's not going to work with. with no, it. Seth and his condition. So if I I was, if I was a betting man, I think you're going to get Roman Cody on night two. And I think you're going to get Seth and Drew McIntyre. Yes. On Saturday night, Drew McIntyre, no doubt is winning the elimination chamber. I I think that's because whoever wins that chamber is going against uh, Rollins for the title at WrestleMania. 100%. 100%. There's yeah. nobody think, else that's going to get that. I think that's what you're going to get. That still leaves the rock out. So I don't know if you make him, if you put him in a three way, you make him a referee. I, I'm not sure yet, but I think I, you make like it a three way. But like I said, they still have to fill in the gaps. Like why? Because right now, what it feels like, it feels like it's two on one. It feels like a handicap yes. match. It feels like rock uh-huh. and Roman versus Cody and Seth right. comes out and cuts this fucking great promo on raw last amazing. week where he's like, I'm going to be your shield quote unquote. And yeah. I used to be the architect and now I'm a visionary and, and yeah, all this stuff. I, I well, mean, that was, that was really good, but like that, that means the rock has to be engaged because they were putting him in the main event and now he's got yeah. nowhere to go that no, I mean, not a chance. You know, I mean, I suppose what you could do, you could have all those guys wrestle twice and you can have a, you could have the Cody or you could have the Seth Cody team go against the Roman rock team, maybe on night one. I don't know. I mean, you you could, because it would, it would definitely, well, I don't know. Whatever it is, it has to be clean. Cause if you're going to give the belt to Cody, if you're going to have Cody take it off of Roman, it has to be clean or so what? So I have so I have two thoughts about that that I wanted to run by you. Okay. 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 Give it so to my me. first now again, regardless of how we get there, I don't I still don't know how we're gonna get there. And this is why I love WrestleMania season because I don't fucking know and I love it. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> but let's just say for argument's sake, it's night two. The Rock's not involved. He's not, you know, he's just not there for whatever reason. Cody almost has Roman beat. Out comes Solo, as he always does, to fuck shit up, to save the title for Roman. Okay? How amazing would it be if Dustin Rhodes comes out (laughs) to save, to get rid of Solo, to help his brother? Yeah. I mean, I understand he's I understand he's contracted to AEW right now. I just got goosebumps. That I think would be amazing. Okay, so that's that's one thought. I sure, have. because what what better way to finish the story than right, with exactly. the help yeah, of yeah. your brother? You exactly. Know, the whole point of finishing the story is to do what his dad, his dad couldn't yes, do. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I just think that would be amazing. Um, the other thing is, and I I kind of hope this doesn't happen. But it would be it would be heat. More atomic heat than ever. If <laughs> Cody wins the belt, however, he wins it. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Damian Priest. Yeah. Cashes oh, in sure. and ends the night as the. I mean, like, can you fathom 
what that would feel like. I mean, I absolutely could see that happening because that's basically what happened to his dad, right? Like Dusty won yeah. the title at one point and then it got it taken away from him right away. And Priest oh has got to cash in already. And it sort of annoys me that they haven't come up with some storyline excuse for why Priest hasn't cashed in on Rollins because Rollins is is legit injured. So why isn't he trying to fucking right. take the title off of him? I yeah. don't know. But um, yeah, no, I think that that's it's possible that could happen. What I think is probably going to happen, and it's going to be the lamest of, of all of these scenarios, is... Something on a future Raw maybe is going to happen where the three of them or maybe the four of them are in a ring. The four meaning Rock and Roman, Seth and Cody. And and they're going at it and they're cutting a great promo. And the the Roman basically says something like, look, I'm the fucking head of the table. I'm the best one of the bloodline. I'm the guy. And the Rock's going to be Rock like, turns on whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Slow your roll there, chief. Uh, You know. Uh, let's not, you know, he's going to take offense to something Roman says, and that's how they're going to work him in. I think that's yeah. kind of a lazy way to do it, to be honest, but it's the easiest way to do it. And honestly, I mean, we're mid-February at this point. They've clearly had to pivot already, so they're probably going to go into fast-forward mode to to start telling the story about why it's going to be a three-way. Now, I could be wrong. I'm really pushing this just because I think it's the only way that makes sense to get The Rock involved and to wrestle yeah. like they had originally planned and to get Cody his chance to take home the belt. So I I read an article the other day, and again, who knows? You know, it's on the internet, um, that as part of Rock's TKO deal, where he was a board member, he was promised or it was written into his contract that he would have a match at WrestleMania 40. Sure. Um, which is, which again, makes, you know, whatever makes sense. And I actually don't, I don't have a problem with him having a match. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you get there. Here's what I don't think can happen. I don't think the rock can walk out of anywhere with that title. It doesn't no. make any sense. No, it, it doesn't make any straight sense. Great up. Piss me off. If they do yeah. that. They can't do that. And that's the whole reason I never wanted The Rock back to begin with. Yeah. Because yeah. if he does face Roman for that match, like there's there's if it's, no if it's reason for the in the title, world. There's no way Roman. No, loses. there's no reason yeah. to believe that Roman would lose that match. And it would be the most anticlimactic thing. Would it be cool to see them both in the ring at the same time fighting each other? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah of course it would. But it'd be better at like SummerSlam or something like that when yeah. when the when Roman doesn't have the title anymore now that's when it becomes a great match because who knows right. who wins that match but no I don't want Rock versus Roman I it's yeah. it's it's junk it's a throwaway match it's just another yeah, chance it, to put Roman over we don't have to do yeah. that he's already over that's yeah. the, and again it, and again I've got no problem with Rock Roman I just don't think it should be for the title and so I guess my point right. in, my point in saying that is if you're going to have a three way Again, it, it's it's going to be either Cody or Roman that wins that sure, match. There's sure. no way that Rock wins that match, in in my opinion. There's just none. It, yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's not going to create any more ambiguity over who's going to walk no. out with the belt. It's just going to make it more fun. And I think right. they have to do it because they've got to – they got to find a place to shoehorn the rock in somewhere because well, it, they had yeah. what they and wanted I, to I, do. And the crowd said, nah, fuck you. We don't want that. Yeah. And I, and I guess, you know what, now, now that I'm God, 
now that I'm talking through it, the three-way actually makes a lot of sense, even though it's the whole two-on-one thing, because that's, I mean, how much better would it be than to overcome the two versus one, right? True, but they've got a month to create a storyline around that. They they've do. got multiple Raws. Do. I don't know what, what The Rock was contracted for in terms of how many appearances he had before WrestleMania, but they can set something up. They absolutely yeah. can. I just, I would like it to, I mean, if I thought of it, it's probably not a great idea because I'm, I, you know, I'm not in this business and I, I'm a lazy thinker when it comes to the wrestling storyline. So I'm hopeful that they do something a little bit more creative and fun. Well, so first of all, two, two things on that one, don't sell yourself short because you're <laughs> like, especially when it comes to, no, seriously. But the other thing is think about this. WrestleMania is not for the like tried and true hardcore wrestling fans. 100%. It's not it. Some of the other it's shows the are, but to get everybody it's the hook. Not exactly. Yes. So, so like a lot of times, if you think back through the, through the years, the WrestleMania shows are kind of like, I mean, it's a spectacle, but like the matches themselves and the storylines themselves aren't, you don't really get a ton of twists and turns. You know what right. I mean? Like this the is the one part. they so, really cater to the, to right. To they, the, the and again, I get it. I, I yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, the other thing, one, did you see, yeah. I think I sent you a, a TikTok or, or some, or a Instagram reel about this really great theory that never came to play, but I actually think it would have been really great, especially if I hadn't heard it from somebody online where they, so this, this press conference thing that they had last Thursday, instead of it unveiling the way that it did, it would have been like a contract signing between rock and Roman and they would have signed their contract and everyone would have been excited. And then Cody comes out and says, Oh no, fuck you guys. I still have the ability to choose and I choose Roman. And they'd be like, well, that, you know, we already signed the contract. He's like, that's cool. You guys fight on night one. I'll fight Roman on night two. And then Roman would have had to gone twice. Now, the only thing that I don't like about that is that it's, it's kind of, it's not really a clean victory, right? Because yeah, Roman's going to be gassed after the first match. So yeah. like you can't really do that. Like if you're gonna give it to Cody, you got to give it to him as clean as possible because you gotta you gotta throw him over the moon. You gotta put him as over as you possibly can. There's no better chance you're gonna have to do that than than beating Roman clean. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. What one more hypothetical? What where, what does my boy Gunther do at WrestleMania? Does he? I mean, does he lose the IC title? Does he go again? Like, I don't I know think where he, I think he does because, sorry to interrupt, but what I think will happen and what I actually legitimately hope will happen is that Cody walks away with the belt. Gunther walks away without the belt. Gunther goes after Cody. They I think, him in. Yeah. I think Gunther is ready for main event level shit yeah. at this point. Yeah. He's a fantastic talent. He's he's pretty good with the promos. I feel like you should ditch the Imperium thing, but whatever. Like he can yeah. the bad guys always have a faction these days. So cool. Like run with that if you need to. But I think he's ready to start challenging for world titles. What I would like to see, and again, everything is sort of in this big sort of whirlwind tornado because of some of the injuries and stuff. I kind of like to see Sami Zayn go after it and get it because. And I don't know where they're yeah, going. Yeah, I see title. If, if, yeah, yeah, because if you've seen, because Sami Zayn is still like, 
I think you call him A-list. I don't know. I mean, he's maybe not Roman level. Oh, but yeah. He's, he's definitely A-list. But what the fuck are they going to do with Sammy? And they're doing this weird storyline with him where he just keeps losing matches. You know, kind of John Cena-esque. I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. But yeah. I think a good thing to sort of put him back in a good trajectory would be to uh, give him the Intercontinental title. And I think that would be awesome. Unless they're going to completely pivot and turn Sammy heel, which I would be really bummed about because I really love him as a face. But he's he's doing these weird interviews where she's, yeah. you know, this girl's asking him all these questions. He's like, well, I just, I got to win. I just, he's acting really bizarre. So I kind of feel like that's maybe... It's either going to be something really crazy like the Intercontinental Bell, or maybe they turn him heel and and he goes out because he snaps because he's been losing so yeah. much or something. Yeah, I I I still I think still he's because he got a legitimate injury a couple months ago where he was on the shelf for a while. I I almost wonder if if he's doing some of this stuff just as to like ease him back in so he doesn't have a full schedule. He's not, you know, what I mean, like he's wrestling, but he's not. I'll bet you he's not wrestling every night you know, the, the way some of them do. I don't know. Um, no, probably not. I, I like, yeah, I like Sammy a lot. You know, again, they, they're like, they're, I mean, you've got so many, so many guys and gals at the top of the card. The Bailey, the Bailey story is amazing. I, I love that story. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, and I think they're very obviously setting her up to take the title. At oh, WrestleMania. First, almost definitely. Yeah. yeah, almost definitely. Well, it's, it's going to be, now when is, when is Elimination Chamber? It is. It's in like a week and a half, maybe. Is it really? Yeah. The problem is it's in fucking Australia, which means it starts at five in the morning or four yeah. in the morning or something. So we're going to be watching it well after it airs. So turn off your yeah. notifications on your phone. But it is, it is February 24th. So it is nine days from today, which that is next Saturday. Yeah. At five in the morning or whatever. So I thought okay. for a hot second they were going to put Jey Uso against uh against Gunther for the Intercontinental title. That works. I, yeah, that it works. It does, but I also think they're really gonna push for Jay versus Jimmy at WrestleMania instead. Because that would be a hot I think that would be a better draw, to be honest. Brother versus but yeah, that makes it twin versus twin. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, it's it's funny. I've I've never been a big fan of the two night WrestleMania, and I will still I'll stand by that. I'm still I not agree. a huge fan of it. You and me both. Um, well, I like it in the sense that it gives us something to do. <laughs> you right. and me for two straight <laughs> right. nights. But at the same time, it's like it it takes the storylines and it stretches them out way too far. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But but I will say. Probably this year more than years past. And how many years have they been doing two nights? Is it, is this the Did they start COVID? year now? I want to say they, they started, started COVID. 2020, I think they started right? in COVID. Yeah. So this is the fourth year they've been doing it. Um, and I guess at this point, I bet they never go back. Um, just because oh, it's two no. nights, two oh. nights of ticket sales, two nights of, and I, and I hope, I hope and pray they net they just keep it to wrestlemania like no other i don't want two nights to the rumble i don't want two nights of SummerSlam. i i, I just I, I don't know anyways what i will say is this year probably more than other years they they appear to have so many top tier talents at like the top third of the card mm, yeah I, I think they would have a really difficult time getting all of that stuff into one night. So I'm actually glad this year that they've right. got two nights to 
because you're going to be able to have two arguably like supercards, and there's not going to be very many, if any, like hold letdown matches, you know, like boring, like popcorn matches. I don't think. I think the WWE actually has a really good problem right now, and they have too much talent, you know, or or too much uh, drawing power. You know, I mean, you could make the argument that Punk is too old and, you know, maybe not really performing all All that great, but nobody fucking cares. No. All you got to do is listen to the pop that that dude gets when he gets out. And yeah. It it really says a lot about how important a good promo is, because as long as they can talk, the in-ring stuff is almost... I don't want to say inconsequential or irrelevant, but you know, the stuff that I really get charged for when I watch this stuff is that it's the promos. It's, the promos. it's when it's yeah. when Rollins and Cody, it's the it's the lead up to the to the big event. So yeah. but before you know we we move on, I, I want to ask one more thing as it relates to WrestleMania. Do we think that John Cena is going to be involved in any way shape or form in this two night event i would think i i don't i don't i don't know that he will wrestle because i don't i don't know where he slots in to wrestle he might i think he could he might oh he but, could yeah he could um I, I mean it's it's wrestlemania 40 right I think you're going to see Hogan. I think you're going to see Stone Cold. I think you're going to see Shawn oh, wow. Michaels. I think I like I think you're going to see these guys for WrestleMania 40. And it might just be a backstage thing. It might be like a welcome to WrestleMania intro promo kind of thing. John Cena is one that I, I don't know. I I guess I just don't I don't know where I see him slot in. I still would love to see him win one more title. So it puts him above flair. I don't know that triple H will do it. It, it, No, Um, I don't think they will. And that's exactly why I don't think they're going to have Roman keep the title because the WWE isn't really interested in breaking their own records. You know, like they could have like seen as like right there. He could, he could take that record. He's probably deservedly should. They yeah. won't do it. I guarantee they won't do it. And Cena probably wouldn't do it either. Yeah. So I, I so I don't know. I, I I guess I don't know where he slots in. I mean, he's, you know, he's not a tag guy. He's not, he's not going to be at the, he's certainly not anywhere near a title. I mean, is he a U.S. title guy? Is he an intercut? He's not going to go against Gunther, I wouldn't think. Um. So I don't, I don't know where he slots in. I'd love to see him. I'm, I've been a Cena guy for years, but I, I'm not sure yeah. where he slots in. So here's an interesting thought, and it just kind of popped into my head, and I haven't fully worked it out, so forgive me if it feels a little broken, but I'm thinking, how cool would it be if this match, let's say it's uh, Cody versus Roman, let's say it just stays that way and keep the rock out of it for now, how cool would it be if you know they have this epic match, and it's it's coming to the conclusion of the match, and somebody from the bloodline comes out and then Seth comes out and, and saves the day, but it, maybe it's solo, whatever. Yeah. And then, but, but somehow they both get, you know, knocked out or whatever. And then somebody else from the bloodline comes out and then it's fucking John Cena. Like John, John like Cena. I'm, I'm picturing this Avengers Endgame type scenario where it's like the, the good versus the bad and the good guys yeah. just keep coming out to save each other. Maybe Hogan comes out and throws a punch. I don't think that they'll let him do that. But like, how cool would that be if like all of these faces rallied around 
you know, uh, Cody around Cody to win, to, to, to win the, the title. And then they all yeah. fucking hoist them up at the end. And it's this big celebration. I mean, like this is WrestleMania 40. Like they have got to go yeah. for that kind of a pop, that kind of reaction. That would be epic. Yeah. I, I no, I, I could, um, I, I could see something like that. I, I really could. Um, again, to, to me, the perfect, end to that story would be would be dustin right Mm. solo comes out and then dustin comes out and like you know um but yeah i mean you know i the 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 scenario that you've just laid out is very reminiscent of when like who was it christ was it like i don't know if it was like sting or luger beat hogan for the title in wcw and they they all came out they were all in the ring it was the yeah wcw finally beat the nwo and it was like like you know that kind of thing you toppled the giant Uh, right yeah yeah um i guess the other the other like in in wwe there was a scenario like that when um oh like when lex luger slammed yokozuna right it was like oh my god he finally did you know it was like the you know the big thing um uh yeah so i yeah i don't know i could i could see it and i think and i think if if something like that is going to happen which let's be honest there's a lot of fan service there right oh yeah um but we're also a sucker for good fan service (laughs) well they are and 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 i guess to my point earlier this is the only show where you could do something like that, right? At where they should where do something like they that. Should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. It could be that. I mean, because Roman is be. the modern day, you know, Andre the Giant or, or the, is. you know, yeah. uh, Thanos yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. he's, he's the, the guy that's held this title for so long. So it wouldn't surprise me to see like this, you know, Cody wins the title and all these guys come out to support him and all this stuff happens. Like they could really do some fun stuff with this. Yeah. I would love so, to be a fly on the wall in the creative room. Oh for, God. For yeah. These guys. So let, let, let me ask you this. I got one more question about WrestleMania and then I want to move on because we got some other stuff to talk about. So we have talked several times, probably for several years at this point about how the WWE has kind of worked themselves into a corner when it comes to Roman. Right. And we have, we have said something on the, on the, to the effect of, well, you know, they, they, they've really screwed themselves because they don't have anybody big enough to take the title off Roman. Right. Like yep. They don't have the next guy. They haven't built the next guy, blah, blah, blah. I think at this point, it's probably fair to say that Cody is the next guy. And so my question to you is, is Cody big enough? Is he ready? Is he, is it going to be a letdown? Like, is he big enough to, to topple Roman at the, after three years at this point? So that is a great question. And it's a very interesting answer, I think. And I, and I don't know if I'm right or not, but here's what I would say to that is that, yes, I think, Cody is the guy. He is the baby face to take mm-hmm. the title off of Roman. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What I think is the sort of asterisk to that answer is that I don't think the WWE universe will let any baby face stay champion for nearly as long 
as someone like Hulk Hogan did, right? Like they're just not, they're going to get bored much more quickly with a good guy champion than they are a bad guy. Because when the bad guy's a champion, there's always another good guy who's going to try dethrone the king. So I think Cody is absolutely that guy. I I 100% feel like they should give him the belt, but I don't think it's going to last very long. And that's not necessarily a dig on Cody in any way, shape or form, because I think he's phenomenal. He's he's way more interesting now than he's ever been. But I just don't think the universe is going to stick with it. I think they're going to get bored. And you could never in this day and age, you could never have a baby face keep the title for as long as Roman does. Oh, no, it just it, it cannot happen. Well, so I, and, I don't know and, how long he keeps it. I don't know how that works. I think he'll have maybe a year's worth of title defenses. But, you know, I, I do think he's the guy I, at this point. I mean, you could give it to a Sami Zayn. But I think he every every baby face that you could possibly give it to, I think they fizzle out faster. And I think they want to try to give it to somebody who could have a little bit more longevity, who could stay over for a longer amount of time. Right now, that's Cody. And the crowd has spoken, right? Like, they have said that. Yeah. They chanted Rocky Socks because everybody wants to see Cody have that belt. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. But, yeah, that's, no, no, that's what no, I No, it, it, it does. No, it, it does. And and I think you, um, so you, you answered actually two questions there. One is is Cody the guy? And you said, yes. And I agree with you. I think he is. I think they have, I think they've done enough to build Cody to the point where he is big enough to take that title off Roman. I also agree with you a hundred percent that a baby face will not hold that title nearly as long as Roman has, but, but I don't think that is a reflection on Cody I think it's right. a reflection on the culture baby face versus heel in general. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, generic baby face, generic heel. Um, I, I agree with you. And I think you're, I think you pointed out, it's like, there's just more stories there when a heel has the title. Right. Right. Like there, there's, you know, that you can screw over the baby face and make him more of a baby face. You can't screw over the heel and make him more of a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you screw over the heel, everybody's happy about it. Well, it's easy to, to boo the bad guy it's harder yeah. to cheer the good guy i mean let's let's 100%. use john cena as an example right john cena is a prime example of this he's won as many titles as rick flair um he got to a point in his career where everybody got sick of his shtick yep. and yep. half of the crowd was singing let's go cena and the other half of the crowd was cena sucks saying yeah. cena sucks right that's 100% what will happen to Cody like people yeah. will start will. to turn on him and at that point they'll have a decision to make do we take the belt off of Cody or do we make Cody the next Roman Reigns do we make him right. the next well ultimate so it's, it's, heel because I think he right. could do that oh, I he think could. he's got that in his DNA where yeah. he could he could be a straight up fuck you everybody I don't care about you kind of guy and I think that would be really really interesting but would. you got to give him you know a lot of time to to yeah. be the champion as a babyface well you know I mean that you know there's the, the the old adage in wrestling the, the bigger the heel the bigger the babyface the bigger the babyface the yeah. bigger the heel right and and think about think about where Roman was in for this heel run. He was the he was the Hulk Hogan, right? He was the he was the ultimate babyface for years and years and years, and to the point where Vince was shoving 
him down our throats. And we hated they him. Hated him. Yeah. As a face. And then look yep. what's happened. They 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 turned him and he became an atomic heel. Yeah. The likes of which arguably we've never seen. Now, uh, yeah. When it comes to the biggest heel in the history of wrestling, it's time. We gotta talk about it. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, holy shit, maybe, but can we really act surprised about any of this stuff? I mean, I, no. Does it shock anybody that all of this really shady shit happened behind the scenes and that he was paying people off and all this? I will say, though, b- before you give your thoughts, the WWE has done a masterful job of saying yeah sweeping it on yeah this sucks but look over here like there's a bunch of other stuff it's it's really fortuitous that wrestlemania 40 is right around the corner yeah. right because we've got some really interesting things to focus on and and yeah. pay no attention to the man behind the curtain well if you if you want to put your tin foil hat on for a moment and then we'll get back to kind of the the measure at hand right yeah to your point, right? So you got this bombshell story about Vince McMahon that comes out, and we'll get into that a little bit. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on it actually. But then you've got within what the same week or seven days, ten days, you've got the TKO announcement. You've got the Rock comes online. You've got you, you turn the Rock heel. You've got the save Cody. You know, you, like to your point, they've done a pretty fucking good job of like diverting. That news cycle away from arguably the worst thing that the WWE has had since the steroid scandal. Right. And it's, I I don't want to say it's gone because it's not, but you haven't, I haven't heard much about it. Well, you're leaving out another semi-significant part, which is Brock Lesnar got roped into all of this. Right. Yeah. And allegedly, and I do believe this, it's all, you know, talk, it's all dirt sheet material at this point, but allegedly he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. He was going to come back and he was going to, he was going to do some spots. And I think they gave that to Braun Breaker instead, Braun which, Breaker. which and you, is good. And, and it's, it makes a lot more sense because now everyone's like, yes, we want more of this instead of, yeah. you know, Brock Lesnar coming in and just destroying things. So yeah. And, and Brock so, Lesnar at this point, like, do we ever even see him in the ring again No, for this? No. We probably don't. No, I mean, Brock Lesnar was effectively a recluse anyways. He he didn't like people. He lives in the middle of Idaho. Where is he? Idaho, Iowa, where like. Well, he went to school in Iowa, but I think he he also grew up in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah. So who knows where the hell he is? He's 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 on a he's in the middle of the woods on a farm with Sable and they they're doing their things. He hates people. Um, he's got a shit ton of money between UFC and WWE and yeah. Sable's money. They never need another dime. Um, no, I, 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 I would be shocked if we ever see W uh, Brock Lesnar associated with the WWE ever again. I think he's gone. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing only because I don't know all the details of the situation. Right. So like yeah. if, if he had a part in, in what was happening there, like if he, I don't know, this this gets in a really sketchy territory, but it sounds like that Vince McMahon was involved in, you know, 
trafficking is yes yeah i I guess trafficking is what you yeah it's it's 100 what you call it but like the idea is that vince mcmahon allegedly uh you know videotaped or had had this girl videotape herself to send to brock lesnar to convince him to like resign or or uh, you know to to come back to the wwe like i don't know if if brock is totally at fault for something that he didn't ask for or I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the details. It's really tough to say because there's a lot of stuff out there that nobody knows. But yeah, if, so you know, if he was yeah, an unwilling so, participant, then that kind of sucks. But at the same time, like it's just it's not a good look. And we know the WWE will be quick to cancel people if uh, yeah. if something happens a la Hulk Hogan. So, yeah. So, I mean, they, they have effectively removed Brock Lesnar from their website. They've removed all references to him. Um, I think you're right. I think in all of this stuff that I have read, I I did read through the lawsuit. I read through the text messages, which are yeah. really, really difficult, really difficult to read. It's um, messed up. It is. The, the feeling that I get is Brock. I don't think did anything. He was, he was, Clearly, like, I don't think he actually, I, in fact, I don't think he's a defendant. I don't think he was named other than right. he was, he was named. Well, they, they, they're clearly referring to him because they're referring to somebody, yeah. a WWE superstar who was also a former UFC heavyweight champion right. where there's, there's, he wasn't one named, but no, it's the, like the writing but, on the wall is right. pretty clear. But, but again, I guess to your point, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. It was that these things were done maybe on his behalf without him know, or, or to, in order to lure him, but right. not, like he didn't do it. That was the impression I got, but I, I will yeah. say that I don't know the whole story. Yeah. That, that's so. Kind, Yeah. So that that's kind of where I am too. I, I think the difference with Brock Lesnar is there's zero motivation for him in his mind to ever come back to the WWE. He, he, my perception of him is that the reason he was doing wrestling because was for the money. 100% he didn't enjoy, for the money. He didn't enjoy the business. He, it was purely a business transaction. And, and if that's the case, he literally has zero motivation ever because he's got more money than he ever knows what to do with. And so there's that, that motivation has gone. I bet he enjoyed the business, but I, I would agree with what you're saying for the most part. I think that he is has no issues with distancing himself yeah. from what's going on here, especially if his name is getting dragged in the mud with Vince McMahon. Right. Because it's just a it's a really oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, to think that this is how, you know, like Vince McMahon spent so much of his life trying to build this company and and his legacy yeah. is going to be so shit on because of everything that's coming out right now. Well, you know, and he resigned. I mean, uh, so like, he's not a part of the company anymore. And it's just, it's not surprising, but it's really unfortunate. It bums me out as a wrestling, as a fan of professional wrestling, because Vince McMahon up until three weeks ago or whenever this was, was, I think, kind of pretty universally thought of as the greatest wrestling promoter in the history of the sport. 
right? Like and, he and still is. I mean, and, and still probably is. Yeah, it's these accusations is. don't yeah. change that. But they in don't. terms of the respect that he earns from being the greatest promoter, it's gone. It's yeah. tainted significantly. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, the the only the only correlation, and it's probably not fair, but it's I think close. It's it's Harvey Weinstein, right? I mean, he's like, like Weinstein was this great Hollywood producer whose name has effectively gone to shit. Yeah. Doesn't change what he did, but you're not, you're never going to talk about that again. You're right. never going to talk about how, uh, all the movies Harvey Weinstein produced without thinking about this, th- right? This cloud over him. I think Vince is going to be the same way. You're going to hear Vince McMahon's name. And, and, and again, for those, for those of you that are listening to this, that are, that are an uh, in, in hour and 40 minutes into this podcast and have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Vince McMahon has been, accused of some truly horrific shit. I don't really want to get into it, but it's like it's sexual trafficking. It is, it is coercion. It is, it's just some, it's some, it's, it's, it's really difficult to even read the, the lawsuit against him. It's even more difficult to read some of the text messages and messages and those kind of things that they have, gotten off of Vince's phone and people like John Laurinaitis and like some other people um, suffice to say it's like and again innocent until proven guilty so that's why I'm kind of tiptoeing around but like it's it's pretty horrific what's really interesting is there is a Netflix documentary in production about Vince McMahon I think it's Netflix and Bill Simmons, who is the, you know, famous sports writer is involved in putting that together. And I think that documentary was mostly done before all of this stuff happened. And I'm not sure whether or not that's going to, the whole thing is going to get redone as a result of that, because I, I think a documentary on Vince McMahon would be, probably the most interesting documentary you could ever watch because of everything that he's gone through. I mean, maybe it's just for me, but like, you know, the business of wrestling is a really fantastically interesting thing and how his father did all of this stuff and then how Vince kind of swooped in and then took it to the next level and kind of defied a lot of what his father wanted. Like, Like Vince McMahon senior did not want to fuck with all the other territories and Vince McMahon Jr. Who was the one that we know kind of went in there and, and did exactly that. So um, I, I think his story is really, really fascinating and I hope it gets told as accurately as possible, but yeah, it, it, the whole thing is really messed up and fortunately somehow it has not tainted the business. Like it is full force still moving forward the timing yeah. of it is probably more fortuitous for the WWE than maybe it seems just because they have something to, you know, cover yeah. all of this stuff with at this point. So two things. One, if, if, if there are people, whether it's Vince or John Laurinaitis or, or anybody else for that matter, that have done. And if we've, it's proven that they've done, you know, criminal 
things, I, I hope that they are held to account. And if that means they need to pay fines or go to jail or whatever, like I, I hope that that happens. You know, I, I do. On the other side of that coin, my, I think it's pretty clear if you've ever listened to this podcast or you know me for more than five minutes, I, my love for professional wrestling runs very, very deep. And I hope that after this is settled and after this, the dust settles to your point, Pip, I hope that the, the business of professional wrestling isn't tarnished by, and I don't think it will be yeah. in the end, but I hope that the wrestling business continues to flourish um, kind of in the space in the face of this. And and again, I think it will, right? I mean, there have been, there have been black eyes on professional wrestling, whether it's the steroid scandal or Chris Benoit or, you know, whatever it is. Well, I think something that really works in the favor of the WWE right now is the fact that they did get acquired by this TKO group holdings company, right? Because now with Vince McMahon leaving, it seems like they're under new management for lack of a better term. So, It's easy to say, well, yeah, Vince built all this, but he's gone now and somebody else is watching it. So we'll let the business continue. You know, we'll forgive the yeah. business for what happened. We can, we won't forget Vince McMahon. Like, right. obviously, you know, his his legacy will be tarnished significantly because of this. But right. I don't think it's going to affect the business because the business is still being run as usual. And it's going to yeah. continue to move forward because it's got a lot of dollars behind it. And it's got some smart people behind it. It's not like Vince vacated and nobody knows what the hell to do because nobody can do what he does. Like, you know, Paul Levesque, Triple H, like he's the one that seems to be kind of running the show there. And he's got a lot of people that he's been around. Bruce Pritchard, I think, is still there. And, you know, business as usual, like they're going to keep doing that. And hopefully the Vince McMahon thing doesn't really ever have any sort of significant impact on yeah. what we're seeing i will i will be honest with you i am rooting so hard for bruce pritchard to not be in any way involved in any of this shit because yeah. i say really i really i really like bruce i really love his podcast i do too same i'm yeah. just I, i'm i'm rooting for him to, and i don't think he is knock on like at this point he hasn't been named. He's not, but like, I'm rooting right. so hard for him to not be involved. At well, all. you know, like huge fans like you and I, it, we hear John Laronitis's name and like, oh, geez. I mean, that's, that's a deep cut right, right. there. So yeah. it wouldn't be strange to hear somebody else's name like Bruce Pritchard. No. So, uh, you know, I, I'm in the same boat with you. Like, I really like Bruce. I think he's a good dude. And he's been with the company since, well, on and off since after WrestleMania three, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want, I think he's a really strong talent in terms of you know, the, the, the business side of the company. So I'm yeah. really hoping that he's not involved in any yeah. of the stuff or his name doesn't come up. I mean, but the problem is the, the thing that I really have a, a, a problem with when it comes to all these accusations and things is that I have a really hard time believing that nobody else knew that Vince was doing this shit, you know? And that goes all the way to 
people like Triple H. Like, I, I don't want him to be involved either. I don't want Bruce to be involved. I don't want Nick Khan to be involved. Like, I don't want any of these guys to, to, to do that. But, like, I'm sorry if you're really engaged in the business and what's going on there. You can't tell me you didn't know the shit was going on. And there are some people out there that are calling for Triple H's head because they're saying he's complicit. How could he not know this stuff is going on? And there's no proof to be clear and to be fair. Yeah. Like there's nothing out there that implicates him in any way. But I, I mean, you know, logic dictates. I tend to agree. Like, like, like Triple H married Vince's daughter. So like, you can't tell me that he's not as entwined with the family as anybody could possibly be. So did he he, not know that was going on? And if he did, does that make him just as guilty? Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, clearly, yes, he, he clearly is close to the family. He's part of the family. I, I guess in my mind, like I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, Okay, like if you're if you're looking at it from Vince's perspective, right? Is is your son-in-law the kind of person you're gonna bring into that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, probably not. That that's the only thing, right? Like if you're if you're Vince, and you've got this kink, right? And you're a you're a piece of shit guy, right? I don't know. Do do you actually maybe you shield? your son-in-law from that. I don't, I, again, I don't know. I hear speculate speculation. I have no. no idea. In fact, I read an article the other day that's day day that suggested that that's why Shane left mm. back in the day. Maybe it was, he started, he started to get wind of some of the shit and he was like, I'm out. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Maybe. I, so I, yeah, I, and if that's the I case, then hey, good much on respect him. to Shane. Yeah, like that's awesome. But yeah. who knows? So, all right. So let's let's end on a positive here. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the the announced matches for Elimination Chamber Perth. Okay. Okay. So so we're nine days away. They got four matches announced. Uh, they got they got uh, the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and, and Damian Priest versus British Strong Style, Pete Doon, Don Doon, and Tyler Bate. Okay. Who do you, who do you think wins that match? <laughs> I uh I have to think it's the judgment day. I okay. I I, okay. I mean I know who Pete Dunn is. I know the the, the British. He's the guy that like breaks fingers, style. right? Is that the, uh, he like bends fingers and stuff? I don't know. He's on that shitty game that we play, so <laughs> and he's <laughs> he a terrible fucking character. Yeah. But uh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Judgment Day because I've heard of him. That's okay. that's my take. He, I I don't think there's any chance that this is a up in the air. But Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax for the title. One hundred percent Rhea Ripley. Rhea retains. Ripley, the Australian in Perth. <laughs> right. <Who's>, yeah, <laughs> okay. and, and it's like she's the biggest thing on the female side. So like yeah. taking that belt off of her before WrestleMania right. would be the dumbest thing to do. Okay, and then and then you've got two elimination chamber matches right now. The on the women's side, you mm-hmm. got Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and then three TBDs. I gotta think though, the winner is going to come out of those three that we already know for sure. Becca, Be- yeah, Becky, Bianca, or Liv. 
Um, I actually, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked to see any of those three win. I could see a scenario where all three of them win. Yeah. They've just came back. They're really pushing Becky though. I feel like it's going to be, I think. Yeah. Because when you think about it, we're ramping up to WrestleMania 40. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, it has to be the biggest card, the, the, the biggest champion versus the number one contender in every fashion. I don't think anybody's more popular than Becky. I don't think Bianca is, although I will say it's very close probably. And I really do like Bianca. I think Becky's the front runner 100%. And they've been teasing that significantly. So it's gotta be her. I think she wins and she goes on to Philadelphia to, to fight Rhea. Okay. All right. Do uh, do you you ever see a scenario where you get a three-way there? You get Rhea and Nia and Becky? Uh, no, only being three ways. <laughs> I just gotta say that <laughs> I don't want to see a three way with, well, anyways, um, I don't see it only because I still think a three way for the, for the, you know, Roman and Cody and rock is okay. going to happen. Right. I think That's two, fair. three okay. ways is probably okay. not, that makes sense. uh, sensible, but no, I think it would be better if it was just Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. And I don't okay. know who wins. I, I won't go that far. Um, but it, yeah, that's that's the way I see that okay. right now. But Liv okay. Morgan and would be a close second only because she's just coming back. Depends on what kind of pop she gets. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And then um, and then the other match is Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, plus two for the Elimination Chamber. I think we both think that Drew's yeah. going to win that. Right? I think Drew, no doubt, is going to win that. I think LA Knight's stock is dropping, and it's going to drop farther. And it's not because I don't like him or that I'm a hater. I just don't. I think he he there was some kind of meteoric, you know, push behind him and the, and the crowd. I think it's because of the the fans, right? The fans really loved him and they liked so, what he was doing. Yeah, but he's fucking boring. I'm sorry. I just don't think he's anything. <laughs> he's not a character. He's not that interesting, and he doesn't have a good finisher. And overall, it's just kind of like meh. It's total meh. And I, so I don't dislike him. I. Right. I yeah, like yeah. him. I could see him going against uh Gunther maybe or something fun like that, but yeah. No, he's he's not going against the title. So it's, so it's funny. It's funny you said just that thing. So on when I'm well, I'm watching the Royal Rumble, I I like live tweet, right? I'm tweeting while I'm watching the show. And LA Knight comes out and I, I don't even remember if he was in a match or in the Rumble or whatever. It doesn't matter. And I was just like, I, I kind of feel like I totally missed the entire like LA night ascension. Cause you know, I kind of take, I take maybe three or four months off of wrestling. Not that I don't watch it, but just like, I, you know, I'm not watching raw, I'm not, you know, and I totally missed like where LA night came from. I, I just missed that. And to your point, he's like, yeah, he's the, the crowd is behind him and whatever, but like, I, yeah, he's fucking boring. He's like our he's, age. Well, he's, he's like, here, here's what he is. He's, He's all promo and no in-ring talent, in my opinion. Yeah. I shouldn't say no. Like, he's not bad. And I don't want to be unfair to him or, you know, shit on anyone who's a fan of his. But, like, it's just, he's just not that interesting. With so many yeah. characters and so like, with the Seth Rollins of the world and the CM Punks and all these guys out there, maybe it's a little unfair because he's stuck on SmackDown and nobody wants to be there. But I just there's not a fucking chance in the world. He goes up and gets a title shot. I just don't think that's possible. Yeah. I'll totally eat shit if I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening. 
Yeah, no, I, I, w- I would tend to agree with you. Well, let's see. We've done uh, it's 11 o'clock. We've done an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good, which is which is awesome. So let's see on, on that note, let's see. It is the 15th of September. We got nine days until September. What the hell are you talking about? I'm sorry. What were you drinking tonight? Do you think it's September? (laughs) I was drinking Jack Daniels. I'm sorry. It's February 15th. We got nine days until elimination chamber. I think we're something like 50 days away from WrestleMania, which is it's, it's going to be an awesome ride. I cannot wait. I know you're not going to come out here, but we're going to get together. We'll watch it on zoom or or we'll text or what have you. I don't know. What, What else you got? You got any closing thoughts? No, I I'm, I'm excited about mania. It's going to be great. I do think we have the potential to be able to watch it together, at least remotely via zoom possibly because I will be driving. I will be driving 15 hours home from Florida to get here on uh, Saturday night of WrestleMania. So that day, the first night of WrestleMania, I will have driven 15 hours. So it'll be a bit of a struggle, but I mean, no better reason to try to stay up for it. Well, you know what? I mean, you, you can, at, at the very least, you can get a good night's sleep. You can rebound for night two and we'll maybe go, but I'll be, so. I'll be there. I'm going to watch <laughs> WrestleMania. There's no chance in hell. I'm going to miss that. I'm just going to be tired AF, but we're going to make go. it happen. It's going to be a great event for sure. All right. That being said, that's Mr. Pip. I'm Chewy. This is the 411 from 406. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Have a good evening. Aloha. Adios. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.